Oh, if you're listening to this on day of release, it's my 30th birthday! Way! But why not treat yourself to a present by getting more than 40 hours worth of bonus swirl content over at patreon.com forward slash cinema swirl. That's right, at the $5 OTP level, you get instant access to every episode of Cinema Swirl, a show where Kevin and I review bad movies. You know this by now. There's a new episode every month, and in April we'll be tackling Tim Burton's 2001 Planet of the Apes, so you wouldn't want to miss that. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash cinemaswirl to find out more. All right, let's get swirling, shall we? Cinema Swirl! Wait a minute, this isn't Cologne, it's Vix! It's episode number 76, coming to you from the Pharmacy of Hollywood, <laughs> rifing through the discounted medications of classic movies that my OTP, Sam Chaplin, hello! 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 Has not seen before, and I'm your film pharmacist, Cowboy Kevin Mann, at the dispensary here, dispensing movies you bloody shooty well seen by now sam is it halloween i've heard about halloween i've heard anything can happen on halloween you might even do a march why is it why was today's film du jour look right this is a confusing one okay We're, it is it is it is not halloween sorry it is halloween we are doing halloween oh, it, God but it is time wise it is not halloween now and there's someone looking at the calendar going oh <laughs> October 31st over here. <laughs> what are you talking about? You're simply in the future, or in a rare case, it could be the past. We offhandly mentioned, well, you mentioned Halloween last episode, vis-a-vis -vis Jamie Lee Curtis, and we thought that'd be ah, fun yes. to do. And I'd also been saying for many months now, we need to do some horror outside of Spooky Swirl. Yeah, once a year is not enough for you to get a horror movie in your veins, considering we've got fucking donkey loads and cart loads and arse loads of horror movies to be getting through we'll never get to friday the 13th at this rate but then the fact that this film is called halloween and we're not doing it at halloween or for spooky swirl was too funny for me to resist suggesting that as a thing to do and now we're doing it. It was my week off last week, and I couldn't like muster the kind of <laughs> the enthusiasm to to counter this. I'm sorry, I've let you down here in this respect. There was a there was a point as well mm. during my week off, and it was my birthday week, where Joe turned to me and went, "You know, there's ample ground for you two to easily do a vote of movies for Jamie Lee Curtis." Mm. And I thought, you know what, you're absolutely right. And here we oh, are now. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you're one of those people who doesn't do Facebook, you can just assume there was a vote, because this definitely would have won. That was it. That was the thing I told myself before I went back to sleep. It was like, you know You'd what? You'd have had to put Halloween in it. Halloween would have won. It was going to fucking win. Cut right? out the middle, man. Here we go. Halloween. Come on. I acknowledge that it's weird. But we're doing a horror film outside of Spooky Swell for the first time in fucking ages, which I'm excited about. You know what, as well? I do think we have done some other scary movies outside of the Spooky format before, mm -hmm. and none of them come 
complained, except us now making a big deal about it. And I just want to point out, though, we had done some scary movies before, but the weather was fucking minging when we did it. And I was like, that's grand. There's owls hooting and lightning and all that shite outside. The doors are extra creaky in the house. Mm. And today we are recording Ah. this spooky movie when there is a legitimate grand stretch in the evenings. (laughs) In the words of Bono from U2, it's a beautiful day and it's not the sort of day... And this, these aren't the lyrics anymore. It's not the sort of day. <laughs> it's a beautiful day. <laughs> it's not the sort of day. Call a podcast. Sam, so today we are doing Halloween, which mm. features a standout, as you said, from our last episode, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. What do you know about this movie? And do you know who it's by as well? Because uh could be a repeat customer here on The Swirl. So I believe you mentioned the director slash possibly writer, I'm not sure. It's a John Carpenter film, this one. Hey, JC in the house. Who did The Thing. Now I saw... Oh, just, what do you, all right, the... Name the, the mo- oh no sorry yeah 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 never mind never mind never mind now I I gave a middling star wipe rating to the thing did you it was a three star wipe from me the thing what oh yeah. my god I'd forgotten that it shows you how much I loved that movie because I was like of course he loved it <laughs> what <laughs> I thought that too I was like oh yeah I liked the thing and then I listened back just to like the last little bit I was like three star wipes like oh I must have not liked the thing as much as i thought i did was it me spending so long talking about eating the thing was that what did it for you there's a lot of talk about sauce in that episode i think but yeah the thing itself was quite sort of meaty and juicy and yeah lots of talk of eating that horrible monster yeah very good john carpenter cult filmmaker horror guy but also practical effects which Uh... i'm a big fan of i think that's part of the thing it was, it was part of the thing, but also part of the thing that I would like in my head, I'm imagining, about this movie, Halloween. John Carpenter challenging podcasters to be more verbose since 1987. Good on you. Well, he's got such a practical surname as well. John Carpenter. Of course there's going to be practical <laughs> effects. The man will build you a movie, is what we're saying, right? <laughs> Solid foundations. Because he... I don't feel we talked about this on the thing. I think we did. Mm. But the man's uh, old twinkle fingers. The man's amazing on that old keyboard. The man knows his synth. And he often provides musicalities for these movies in question. Right. I yes, was yes, going to yes. ask you if you know the iconic theme song for the movie that we're going to be watching today. Halloween. For Halloween. Uh... Everybody talking about Halloween Pumpkin candy and don't you worry about the teens throwing paper at your house and eggs Halloween Halloween So what happened in my head when I was trying to think of what the theme might be The the two things that came up I want to tell you what happened and what popped into my head First thing was (laughs) No that's Jurassic Park The other thing was do, 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 do. No, yep. that's Twilight Zone. Uh, I think it's somewhere in between there. It's so between it's, those two na, melodies na, somewhere. There's na, like a. Na, 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 and now it's asking me if I'm playing music again. Yes! Notably, it didn't do that when I sang my special <laughs> Halloween song. Thank you very much, recording software. No. So maybe it recognizes the actual legitimate melodies rather than your I- improvised melodies, which I oh, interesting. prefer, actually. I, it might be somewhere in the recesses of my brain, and when I hear it, I'll be like, ah, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's kind of like when we watch The Exorcist, I think that that theme will, as soon as you hear it, you're like, mm. oh, yeah, that one, of course. 
Oh, yeah. Da, 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 da. Now, yeah, as uh, Tim Curry once famously said, anything can happen on Halloween. You might even see a cat. But what do you think will happen in Halloween? What do you think will happen in that movie we're going to watch? Ah. Uh, I mean, it's a scary movie, right? Jamie Lee Curtis, she going to be all like, boo? Or what is she going to be going, ah? Is she a booer or an ah in this situation? So in True Lies, she was very good at reacting to kind of dramatic and scary situations. I think she's going to be in the case of, ah! You know, she's going to be freaking out to an external evil force. Oh, and by the way, as a quick addendum to the last episode, number 75, those of you who message in to let mm. us know that that was the first movie James Cameron did after his spectacularly messy divorce, explains everything we wondered about that thank you very much yeah <laughs> so i'm imagining this was from when she was quite a bit younger this mm. might and there's always like teenagers or you know people in their 20s acting as teenagers in these yeah. films <laughs> right is this the michael myers one is this michael myers not Mike Myers. Hey, now. Hey. Um, my, it's so funny. When you said that, it was like there was a slot machine in the side of my head. And then it was like, shagadelic baby, oh, behave, party on, dude. A famous line from the love guru. Yes. <laughs> All of those were going through my heads. Not him, but the, char- the character of Mike Myers. Michael don't Myers. Him, don't call him Michael Mike Myers. Myers. Like, Michael if you, Myers. If you, I guarantee you, because I'm already mm. very silly, if you st- call him that more than once more, I will. This whole fucking review will just absolutely denigrate itself and just become some sort of a shagadelic time bomb. <laughs> Do you want me to lose my mojo? <laughs> I didn't think so. I very much want your mojo to remain intact. So, Michael Myers. Thank you. <laughs> you know, get out of my swamp. No, Michael Myers. <laughs> I don't know too much about him as a baddie. What's he look like? Do you know what he looks like? Because I consider him to be one of the iconic ghouls of Hollywood. So we know Kruger. We've experienced Kruger with this kind of melty face. Ah, old pepperami cheeks himself, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And his lovely jumper. We know Kruger. He's not the one with the mask made of skin, I don't think. I think that's mask face. Mask face. Oh, is he like a is he is he ski mask or ski like a mask? <laughs> Yo, lady, give me your keys. Ah! <laughs> Stabbing everyone with ski poles. <laughs> Halloween as well. These hoodlums. God of all nights. Or like a you know one of he's got like a white mask. Ah, well, white mask. Yeah. What type of a white mask? It almost looks like what Hannibal Lecter had over his face when he was being wheeled around on what? that thing. Wait, had white, the, no white mask like Hannibal. Lecture. Hannibal Lecter didn't have a white mask, but he had something over his face that was like when he, he did. He was, had this that jaw thing, yeah, so he could be all like that. But white, no, no. He's got a mask. He's got a mask. Have, this, this guy. Ha, have you seen him before? Like, do you know? Like, is it actually in there somewhere in your head, or are you just it's speculating? in there somewhere? But he, again, like the theme, this is the one I've least got a handle on. Uh, you know, I can identify some of the other ones. You know, the mask man with the chainsaw. I know him. I know what he looks like. This guy, I've got an idea. He's got a mask of sorts. I think it's white. He's called Michael. And I'm not sure what else he wears or what his weapon is, why he's doing this or what's special about him. Is he supernatural? Is he just is he just a bloke? Is he just a proper lad? What is, what, what is he? Look, to you, Michael Myers, to me, that's Mikey, you know, that's Mike. <laughs> he's just a lad. He's just one of the lads. Hold him to this, folks. Hold him to this. <laughs> 
He's he's obviously not gonna he's not gonna be hanging out with the celebs. He's gonna be hanging out with his mate Mikey Fourfingers or whatever. Yeah, grand. So if it's John Carpenter who did the thing and the thing is like a fucking fucked up alien weird monster thing, I reckon there's gonna be some element of the supernatural or the sci-fi or the weird here. I don't think it's just gonna be a bad guy. I don't think okay. this is just a bad guy. I think this it's is a bad a, dude. A weird, you know, is this a guy at all? Is this a person? Who is Michael Myers? I don't know. I don't know who he is. But I think that's summer up. Not just murder up, but like worse. So do you remember like hearing much about this then growing up? Because for me, like this was wasn't a video nasty or anything like that, but there were certain movies in Ireland growing up I do remember where it's like, all right, now this is like this is one of the scary ones. This is like the one that would be on the shelf behind the man in the VHS shop. So like you wouldn't be just going in picking that up willy-nilly. It'd be up there with your silences of the lambs etc like for me this had a waste to it when i finally saw you know i know this is in the kind of classic horror canon of scary films that would be broken out on vhs or dvd at like a a party or something to you know halloween party the the horror hall of the horror hall of fame which is not even a real place that's how hard it is to pronounce it's part of that much like nightmare on elm street which we've Mm -hmm. seen friday the 13th which we haven't seen not seen friday the 13th and that's that one's a little bit more complicated because like every year comes up to spooky swirl i'm like right jason Voorhees, let's let's sort him out with sam now and then i'm like which one do i do if you know please message me i'd like to figure that out finally but then who's Voorhees? No, 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 no. There's too okay. many names there. No, no, no. You're one step away from starting a super group. No. <laughs> okay. This Halloween, much like those films, it's it's now a franchise and there's remakes and sequels. And, you know, it's one of those ones where it just it seems to just exist. Every few years, there'll be something to do with this coming out. Do you remember where you were when H2O dropped in the cinema? Halloween 20 years later? It's one of those ones. Other than knowing that it's in that canon and in that kind of hall of fame and in that zone, I'm not too familiar with what goes on or why or and I haven't had too many people say oh you should watch this I just know that it's like it's in there as one of the one of those ones I'm not really sure how you're going to get on with it because like I for one this for me is easily my probably my top five horror movies like, you know this is oh okay this is one uh. I hold near and dear to my heart and the Halloween franchise is one of those rare cases where I think it's got like a very perfect movie there and then all these other ones that come after it it's like a kind of a bit of a rogues gallery of right. some really amazing stuff and some really shit stuff but I kind of love it all like warts and all uh. you know I do have a, a, a tender relationship with this franchise with I'm, a very for, I'm very forgiving of Halloween for better or for worse you know okay you're a big carpenter head I am, and I owe that entirely to my brother and his friends who, like, raised me on a diet of John Carpenter movies. But I was very happy. I had seen this one after I had seen a lot of the other, like, bigger John Carpenter movies that were more, like, probably obviously my speed, like Big Trouble in Little China or They Live Mm. and The Thing and whatnot. This one was one I watched later, and I absolutely was blown away by it because I think Mm. this is a perfect little horror movie. And I don't mean that in any way disrespecting in that we're going to watch a movie that's not going to be hours and hours long. And I only watched it quite recently because I wanted to, Joe was like, I want to watch a scary movie. I'm like, well, let's watch fucking Halloween then. And the fact that that was only a month or two ago and I'm raring to watch it again is probably That's a, a good sign. A good sign for me, the protagonist <laughs> of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Now, before we go in and see how Sam gets on with this, let's unfasten the fastening of the mailbag.
So welcome to the mailbag. Hey. Regardless of fastening, we're in. The, we've opened it now. We're in. Let's not. Let's not think about the fastening. I saw some tweets coming in of people saying, "Oh, there was." I thought there was a drawstring. Some people, are, oh, I, they're playing very fast and loose with the fastening. I'm like, all right, loosen up, <laughs> god damn it. We're loosening the fastening, but we're not playing fast and loose, guys. No, okay. come on. You don't need to be so fast. Calm down. I'm going to dip in. I'm going to pull some out. This has come in from Jamie, who writes the following. With biopics. Is it biopics or biopics? Biopics. Biopics. Biopics seems to me like it's a picture that's got like mutagen and DNA in it. Uh, but biopics is... Well, I like biopics because it sounds like a very, very specific part of studying the eye. It sounds like a type of Lego. You know, Lego biopics. <laughs> biopics. <laughs> like if, if you're too old for Bionicle, you might want to get your kid in. It's, it's, like, it's kind of like Technic with, mixed in with a little bit of Bionicle, you know? With biopics... Bio- With those types of films about musicians being very popular in recent years. And I've watched a lot of those in lockdown for some reason. I've watched uh, Rocket Man and Bohemian Rhapsody. I've watched all sorts of shite. I'm happy to report that Elton John is a perfect person whose life is going great and he still loves to shop. I watched that film rocket man on a flight but because of the airline that i was on they'd edited out all of the gay romance and sex scenes so, so what much- you just got the scene where he's crying with his wife grace that's <laughs> like a shorter film <laughs> much less sense. a very short movie about a man who uh, started playing music and then very briefly for one scene in the 90s married a miserable woman who he hated <laughs> And then just kind of went into therapy and went into rehab and was fine. I tuned out after a while because like this doesn't make sense. And then I later on realised, oh, I see what's <laughs> what's happened. Wow. Anyway, with those films being very popular, which musicians or bands' lives would you most like to see depicted in a film? Oh man, this is like mm. me ask this question. Everyone listening is going to think that I'm a pretentious prat, but I must, I Here must, <laughs> I must reiterate before I divulge my choices and you judge me for being some sort of a musical this that or the other. I've mm. said it on every single podcast. I can't stress this enough that music is not my. I, there's no music in my life and uh, anymore. Uh, now I was thinking about you know, uh, <laughs> and a result of that, that I always s- blows my mind. I have no time for it. No time. All right, <laughs> you want the content. I don't got to listen to no music. We're all happy. It's fine. Okay. Uh, I was thinking a biopic of binaural beats to study to would be very indeed. It could be three hours, very relaxing, you know, chill. Like, yep, who yep. is the person in the headphones <laughs> looking at their notes? What are they studying? Do they like the beats as much as I do? But uh, my real answer was, hmm. because I genuinely think he's one of the most fascinating people ever. I've got a theory on who this is, by the way. Oh, yeah? Who do you think I'm going to say? Beefheart. You are. You're very yeah. correct, sir. Captain Beefheart. And the reason is, is that I grew up when I was listening to my dad listened to Captain Beefheart. I was like, what's he listening to in there? And then mm. I finally got into Captain Beefheart myself. And he's a very, very, very odd man. Do yes. not listen to his music. You'll absolutely... It's horrible. It's so... Ugh, yuck. The worst. But he was someone who I kind of thought I'd figured out because I'd read all these books about him making this really weird album, Trout Mask Replica, which was a horror show that involved them covering their rooms in tinfoil, eating nothing but a diet of lima beans and mm. members of the band being thrown downstairs. And I thought, you know what, though? At least I'd figured it all out. And then I found out he was a shoe store manager before he signed. <laughs> and I'm like, who is he? And then he went off to live in the the desert 
and paint and that's all he'd been doing for before he passed away and wow the last known recording of him is him on a phone going happy earth day to you and i just want to know like it's selfish because there's a story there that wikipedia can't do justice and i need yes. to find it out that's my my main takeaway from it and a lot of these films are just sort of a band's wikipedia article the movie with captain beefheart the movie would have to be weird the movie would have to be strange <laughs> there's an interview with david Lerman where he spends 10 minutes talking about why he always wears a hat because every musician is a machine and if you don't have a hat on the steam will come out <laughs> and the problem is though sam could you imagine the wankers and cunts who they'd have playing him it'd be the the, all sort all Egypts with hats and fucking oh Jesus now stop it no I, actually I, no go back to the binaural beats I want that one instead oh so my answers were less fun and interesting I'm a big Blur fan so it would be tempting to go for Blur but I don't think their story is actually interesting enough not even the the war with Oasis and like uh, and we can all co- like that's you can tell the natural story about how the real enemy was enemy all along. <laughs> I feel like that would be quite fun, but it would it would just be one of those Wikipedia article the movies, I think. And then they had a soccer match, and the readers of Smash Hits were very intrigued. And then Alex James went and made some cheese, and the cheese actually tasted quite nice. But I, I was thinking the Sex Pistols, right? That's got to have been and, done, right? Surely. I, I feel like... So the Sid and Nancy, which is about Sid Vicious, I don't know if there's a thing just about the Sex Pistols, like a fictional account of them. I bet there is, and I bet it's shit. Yeah. I, I, I feel like that's kind of... <laughs> there could be something in there. And I was thinking maybe George Michael, just because my dad's a big fan, and he absolutely loved watching a George Michael movie, 100%. And they would absolutely call the movie Faith. They absolutely yeah. Oh, would. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you can picture what, it. You can probably picture already it. is out, and we just don't know it. It's on It'll be some green streaming. lit. It'll be being yeah. produced now. Yeah, you can just imagine what that would look like. Um, I think that would slot nicely into the current trend for those sorts of pictures. But yeah. it's a really interesting question. I think, you know, there's some band stories which would be or musician stories that would be suited to film and some that just kind of wouldn't. I think if it's a good biopic, you shouldn't need to care really that much about who the actual artist is. You know, I got a little bit more of an appreciation for Elton John, who I like, I like his music. I was never like a big fan of any sort, yeah. really. You know, so I think if it's done right, like like a documentary, if it's about a subject that matter that's interesting enough, you should be able to make that interesting to everyone, even if you don't like George Michael. So thank you very much for that question, Jamie. That was a great that was question. A great question. Well, writes the following what film from a past swirl or swill would you like to receive a the disaster artist slash the room-esque film so i think this means like a film about the making of a film that we've watched now from swell so cinema swell which we do over on patreon patreon.com forward slash cinema swell how many episodes are there as of recording where we are at now in 2021 march i think 27 swills yeah oh i love doing cinema swill with you god Mm. i have the joy of cinema swill is that a lot of those movies have got ridiculous stories behind them i think the obvious answer is gotta be birdemic right i mean yeah but that would be interesting perplexing to watch and then like we were reading the stuff about like the people holding the holding the mics between their legs while they were doing the shoot (laughs) yeah 
you know, I would say something like Plan 9, but they actually already covered that quite brilliantly in Ed Wood, which I think is Tim Burton's sleeper, one of his best movies ever, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Okay. Troll 2, there was a great documentary about. Mm-hmm. I don't know what could be really gained by dramatizing that. When That's the thing. A lot of these things are like movies where the stories are so articulately told by genuinely fascinating weirdos. Yeah. Like Troll 2 doesn't need a disaster artist because it's got documentary about it that already tells the story as clearly as you would ever want to told yes one that i a little curveball i want to throw that would this would never ha- this will never happen don't tell me king arthur legend of the sword no, man, no. i swear to fucking <laughs> oh, god oh i wish king arthur the legend of the sword <laughs> and then guy Ritchie is played by jason statham he's like right lads great take let's do another i'd love that <laughs> i know you would but my, my curveball this this could never happen this will will never happen would be, which is something we did on Swell, the Star Wars Holiday Special. Oh, yes. I want to know everything, yes. everything about how yes. that happened. I don't care if it's dramatised, because I imagine all the footage, like all the kind of behind the scenes footage, if there was any, has been fucking destroyed. But if they could, like a, even just an oral history of what the fuck happened there would be fascinating to me. I would, I want to know everything about that. I want the scene where Harrison Ford, portrayed by, you know, you get the, really like the guy who played him in Solo, you know, bring yeah, yeah. that guy and (laughs) him interacting with one of the many random celebrities of the day hey him and johnny boop from the arm and hammer hour yeah those two when they spoke what the fuck was that like because i need to know that's a good call sam that's a very good call and you know what disney have probably already optioned it and it's streaming soon I don't think Lucas... Well, he's not He's not got his firm grasp anymore, has he, on Star Wars? No, uh, George Lucas is a gas now, for all intents and purposes, you know? So, so maybe, yeah. some, maybe some holiday special content could eventually seep out into the public consciousness, and I, I'd be all for it. I would be happy with a tell-all documentary about that. You know, mm. that's actually yeah, more yeah. likely. I think, you know what, I'd state my claim on it. Within the next five years, Disney are going to either do a screening with an explanation or they're going to provide... <laughs> We're sorry, <laughs> but they're, they're gonna they're gonna have to address it. And I think because I think there's money to be made from it, you know. Yes, and yeah, I yeah. want my billion dollar media company. Come on, trillion dollars. Let's do it, folks. Come yeah. on, yeah. I think the swells are much more interesting in that regard than perhaps the swells. I guess maybe like any Kubrick stuff would always be interesting to see some portrayals of but then it might be a bit uh, horrible no, to no, watch with stuff like that I'm, I'm better off not knowing at this point aren't yeah, i you know? yeah <laughs> yeah so hey, thank you for that will fabulous question and you can mm. send those of course as always to cinemaswirl at gmail.com that's cinemaswirl at gmail.com well sam i've got my pumpkin carved out i've got a big bag of candy and i'm gonna go eat canona because i'm irish let's go do <laughs> Halloween Cinema Swirl. Sorry, it's not spooky, Swirl. I'm just, you can't help me. It's just, it is a spooky time indeed. Sam, initial gut-wrenching reaction to Halloween. Yeah? Oh, no! (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What's wrong, Sam? Talk to me. 
I think it's better if we just kind of, if it unfurls as we get through this. Oh, no. If you go to a parent-teacher meeting and they sit down and go, as you, as you get on there, you go, well, let's just get through and we'll talk Brings about out a big it. list. <laughs> a big thick binder <laughs> with a laminate front. Oh, good God, no. Um, I wasn't blown away, per mm? se. That's not mm? to say I didn't like it, but I wasn't blown away. That's what I will say up top. Okay. The other thing I'll say up top is, of course I know that fucking music. I don't think I was a million miles away with my Jurassic Park Twilight Zone. Yeah, no, that's, a, that's a pretty believable it feels like uh, a good intersection. Yeah. It's a fusion of sorts, I mm. think. Yeah, no, that works. That works well. I think it is gotta be one of the most earwormy themes we've ever had on this little film podcast let yes, me tell you it gets in there it really does it's good not just the music as well though mm-hmm. because the theme is obviously fabulous old johnny c in his work shed working away on that music <laughs> on on get this all of the instruments all of wooden synthesizers would you believe <laughs> And that's you can, that rich timber quality of it. That's because it's, it's a wooden. It's literally timber. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to make special mention because this is the first time I was watching this movie explicitly thinking about you and your reaction. And every yeah. time something went. I thought of you for some reason because mm. it's as if Miles, God rest his soul, had like run uh-huh. across a synthesizer. Very <laughs> there was a lot of that. It's very skittish, the music in this. Very skittish. And I, I tell you what, I enjoyed the music. Not to bury the lead, but I, I enjoyed the music. Did he do the music for The Thing as well, John Carpenter? Is he, he did, yes. director, composer? That's a thing I don't know. can't think of any other examples in movies of that. It's very much no. a video gamey thing. I know there's lots of like programmer, developer and composer there's some of those you know mad auteurs who do everything stardew valley that video game is what i could think of where the, yeah. the person as equally gifted in game design as music and i think john carpenter as good a musician as he is a director in terms of scoring particularly this horror movie mm. genre with the, I mean, his own little touch to it because synth is obviously something that we enjoy a lot in this when it's very silly and yes. when it's very plinky plonky it does get very silly but i did want to find out if the plinky plonkiness made you go ooh and ah or t he and he instead. Again, like, I think we'll have to consult the binder later ah, through this I session. See. There are some talking points we're going to have to bring up, but that this is not uh, this is not negative, okay? This is just constructive. There's some interesting things there. But broadly speaking, I like the music. I enjoy the music a lot. Oh, so, God, I'm fucking yeah. intrigued about this now. <laughs> you know, I'm very, very intrigued. I mean, I think something that's very apparent from this, and maybe something I should have prepared you for more, yes. was when this movie came came out we're talking about a movie of the late 70s and Mm. i think this unfortunately falls in that perfect venn diagram of ahead of its time but also so influential that almost every trick it had in its book you'd probably seen done to death a million times elsewhere yes yes and i think we've had some stuff like this before as well that has happened before we've kind of watched the originator of tropes that have been iterated upon in future i know in future So, yeah, there was a little bit of that to this, but I don't want to be super negative. The music and the title sequence, the fucking jack-o'-lantern, 
and the font, the very simple, just slow zoom in. Loved that. Absolutely loved that. That must be iconic, right? Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, well, yeah. It, it is the jack-o'-lanterns, one of the most iconic images in all of gourd-based horror, you know? Mm. And I would say I always found that to be a particularly unsettling image, that pumpkin, because specifically of how it's carved kind of like... <clears throat> it's got like a cleft palette almost because of how the it's been cut at the end. The line between the... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. However, I believe I mentioned this very podcast before that I had finally taken part in pumpkin carving a few years ago as part of that mm. Halloween tradition. And this one looks uncannily like the pumpkin I made to look like my dad's. So I think we may have to pop on a social side-by-side uh, <laughs> -side comparison of this spooky pumpkin and then my pumpkin dad. And then maybe yep. later a picture of my dad for true cross <laughs> comparison. You know, all these three circular things can come in together. Just a slow zoom on your dad with that music in the back. <laughs> like anamorphs but my dad turning into a pumpkin <laughs> vagomorphs very cool intro i really liked we've got introducing jamie lee curtis oh. this is the yeah this is the first well for, I, I guess breakout role first big role for jlc and it's really funny that jamie lee curtis who was the perfect embodiment of you know woman in you know her kind of 30s 40s who had that absolute streak of awkwardness running right through her like a stick mm. of rock and here she is playing a teenager with that exact like scale like roll back the the tape deck on that awkwardness how would that awkwardness look if they were a teenager oh there we go perfect she's so fucking good at that yes she's very good at this i think it's very clear that this is like an early in her acting career perhaps is what i might say but that's fine oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 i mean it literally is so it's that that's okay oh Hey, a thing I like doing that I've started doing a bit more when we do these. Looking for cool names in the credits. And speaking of cool names, Cool Lusby. The first name, Cool, with a K. Whoa. Second name, Lusby. Cool Lusby. What is he, an animated cat? That's a fucking <laughs> banging ass name right there, let me tell cool you. Wow. Lusby. Cool associate Lusby. producer, Cool Lusby. Yes, please. Uh, this Thank is my you. associate, Cool Lusby. <laughs> oh, you mean that fellow in the background with the hat with the feather in it and the big sunglasses and the stripy suit? That Seems guy. Seems like a pretty cool dude. He's cool. Oh, yeah, he is cool, but what's his name? No, 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 no. He is cool. <laughs> Uh, when you said something I want to try and start doing more, I thought you mm. meant sing classic Halloween theme songs like oh, no, goblins no, no. and ghosts and ghouls. We're back in the 60s. It's Halloween 1963. The kids are singing for Halloween. And again, like tropes we've seen later on, but still very effective here. That first person creepy voyeuristic camera shot of like there has been a, something of a theme of voyeurism on cinema swirl as of mm. late what's that all about I don't know what's maybe we that. should update the logo so we both have like <laughs> binoculars in it <laughs> this first person stuff always gives me a queasy tummy you know yeah it's yucky and this first bit i mean there's music that comes in later but this bit in silence oh the use of silence in this movie like when they mm. stop the music to reduce tension but also to increase tension yeah, is yeah pretty masterful stuff indeed that whole first person thing of what we see that our point of view grab a knife there is a tiny little bit where the camera operator sort of shakes the camera a little bit as if they've just tripped over the sofa slightly <laughs> which i which i did enjoy i think that adds some authenticity to it i think if, if you were a murderer you might trip over it Especially if you go into a house that you've not been in before, in the dark, you know, you can just knock over on things. That's fine. Now, there's some teens making out, and then they head upstairs, and then the teen boy leaves, 
And then that guy goes upstairs, gets a clown mask that these two had been dicking around with. And, you know, horror stuff, stabbing a topless teenage woman. Hey, when I I said I wanted to see things from his point of view, I didn't bloomin' mean seeing all these grisly murders, because there was a lot of stabbing indeed. The stabbing sound effect, they go, it's a bit... Oh, I've got it here, it's uh, slimp, 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 S-L-I-M-P, that is the noise, and actually, it starts off as a slimp, but as it gets more bloody, it becomes more of a slump. Right, you start out slimping, and then you end up slumping, it's like, yeah, slimp, slimp, slimp. Aaron, look at the little murderer, Aaron, now, ah, here with his little shoes. Genuinely, I was like, (laughs) oh, what? It's a child? Whoa! Like, my mind was actually blown by that twist. That was, you know, if the film had ended there, I'd have been like... Well done, guys. Fabulous stuff. That I, I did not see that coming. And Are you telling girl, me this movie peaked a bit too early for you? Is that it, Sam? <laughs> it was a good reveal. You know, save that for the end, guys. Come on. But yeah, didn't see it coming. The family are like, Michael, what, uh, what are you doing? And they just stand there for a bit as the camera gets to kind of, you know, move out. But they're just the family just kind of look at him like, what have you done? Look what you've done here now. And you lick the tissue and rubbish <laughs> all over him. You've made a bloody show of me murdering people here now. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Now, this might be a bit grim. Oh, there's going to be a lot of grim child yeah. this one. Yeah, for sure. I wanted to describe him in this instance as a child murderer, but that <laughs> that seems to be the wrong way around. <laughs> that implies You're literally it. mincing your words here. That's what's happening here now is he a murderer child i think he's a murderer child he's not a child murderer i was about to say is that making him a murderer prodigy because he's so young that he's done it up and then the prodigy did that video where it's first person and the re- reveal at the end surprises you so it all kind of ties <laughs> it in does together kind of loosely tie together yeah love that love that twist oh, okay Great how about stuff. this one murderer ling because the ling at the end usually means like you know we had young ones yes murderer ling and the thing is it's so hard to pronounce it's just a silly thing that like kids just don't do it you don't want to have that label don't be labeled a murderer ling check out that bogus doofus over there and so now we're in present day which is late 70s 1978, or I was minus 10 around here, which was quite an age, let me tell you, Jesus. We're heading up with a, a doctor and I think a, a nurse towards a maximum security hospital. All right, I gotta shout mm. out my boy Donald Pleasance. We got Blofeld in the house. He's Dr. Sam Loomis. I love this. Is one of my, he's in, like, I don't know if he's in every single one of the Halloween movies, but he's in a right. frick load of them. Mm. And one of your finest exports from your country, where I find myself currently thank you <laughs> what did you think of him he's my uh, he's such a trope obviously in these horror movies mm. now where it's like i'm the slightly older distinguished english gentleman who knows what's going on trying to figure things out he filled that role greatly did exactly what he needed to do in this again not like i wasn't like whoa what a standout performance from donald pleasance here but i enjoyed it i'm realizing right now that i just have this absolute like nostalgia crust mm. over my enjoyment of the movie because <laughs> I have absolutely nothing to say back to that other than yeah. I really like I really Wait, like what him. do you like about his performance I like that he is kind of like he's a bald man <laughs> with a tweed <laughs> I just really like him. I, I like do. It. You I like, like it. it. Yeah. I do. What Nothing are you, you going to do? Like, I don't have to explain myself no. to you. No. You know, 
No. And he's referring to Mike, Michael Myers as it rather than him, which is interesting. The, the idea of him, him being a, a monster, a kind of inhuman thing. He's been mute for 15 years, Sam. Not a word he's spoken, looking through the walls, thinking about what he's going to do. He is speaking in the most overt, convoluted terms about the evil that is forthcoming. And, you know, it's a great chat to have as you're driving in the rain towards a spooky state hospital. It's dark and rainy and creepy. And then there's, like, people wandering around in the, I was going to say front garden, but that's not what I mean. The kind of... (laughs) sort of <laughs> grassy bit at the front and that they get that's a, a carjacking a boosting i believe is what they call it the booster himself michael myers gets on the roof of the car grabs the nurse out of the car big horrible shrieking musical sound effects slash cue that, yeah that that's that's a cat sitting on a synthesizer oh, that, that is like, yeah Ah, God, yeah. Those are the noises I make if I'm made to do something I really don't want to do when I'm really tired. Like if a doorbell goes really early in the morning, for instance. <laughs> you know, which acts like as a doorbell for everyone else, in a sense, you know? And so the car's been nicked, Michael's got away, and you think, oh, that's fine. But then you realize, oh, no, it's Halloween tonight. Today's Halloween. Oh, no. And he did that stabbing when he was a kid on Halloween, so. I wonder, like, how common it is with serial killers and all that. This is the problem now. I'm not that into serial killers. You're not that into serial <laughs> killers. Like, I'm not a serial killer. I'm also You're not. not just for the record, I am not a serial killer. We have that now officially on the podcast. That's what they would no say, more, though, isn't it? No more inquiries about that. Thank you very mm. much. It's been stated for the record, on the record, about that notion. So, I've always wondered, and we're probably speculating with, with the wrong people. We need, we need Billy Keeble here because he's obsessed with murder. Uh, right. We need... I was always running this whole like anniversary business. Is that yeah. common? Or is that just like... Amongst killers. I mean, it's a little bit obvious, guy. Because I'd be kind of on edge on the anniversary of a murderer, you know. I'd do if it that the was day the before. I'd do it the day before the anniversary to oh, really throw like, oh, it seems off. like the murdering anniversary is coming earlier and earlier this year. <laughs> <laughs> It'll get too commercialised then. No, Or I suppose the day this. after when the, everyone's guard has been let down, they're like, oh, he's not coming back. Ah, no. You've oh, missed God. the rush then, you know. You've missed it. <laughs> I don't know how much that crops up in actual cases of bad murder. Yeah. But it seems like a thing in scary stories about people who are coming to get you that, you know. That's very true. Yeah. Particularly in these horror films. Mm. Hey, we mean Laurie, which is the protagonist of the movie. Yes. And she's the best goddamn babysitter on the planet. She's unshakable. <laughs> she's unflappable. And you know what? I have heard tales from Joe about the fucking absolute ride of a time it is being a babysitter. Be a babysitter. It sounds like a good time indeed. Sometimes she says that she got to do babysitting and the kids were already in bed when she shows up. You just have to literally <laughs> be in the house. You gotta sit around like a baby. Like that's all you gotta do. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> it's- and babysitting. And that's why I thought, you know, I had already heard Bad Babysitter, the song. Got my boyfriend in the shower making six books an hour. I thought, I don't get much better than this whoop. And then I hear that they're already in bed. Jesus Christ, come on now. Yeah, no, she's part of a friendship group of, I think, all babysitters. That's all they seem to do. They're just earning that sweet babysitter money. Babysitter club, you know. This is what happens. If the babysitter club fucking knuckled down and left all that deep state nonsense to the side, right, and actually just... These guys have got it covered. They send the kids over to the other house. You wouldn't get away with it these days, mind. You would be like, oi, kids, go to the other house over there because we're not here anymore. No. Oh, no. No. 
are these teens all had DBSs? Because it's a little bit sketchy how they're acting here. It's dodgy. But, you know, back in the 70s, this was all fine. And this was how teenagers made money and made out with other teenagers by having houses where there aren't any adults there so they can make out and do things. So, like, you could literally pick up the phone as a teenager in the 70s and be like, I'm making out here. And it could have... (laughs) dual meaning in that sense because you could be actively like I'm getting a tenor for this and you know, I'm just eating food and playing Space Invaders over here or they could be like actually you know, someone's tongues around here at the moment so just I am in the middle of that now I really enjoyed that there's this little dweeby kid Tommy who Tommy uh, yeah so I'm, I call Jamie Lee Curtis's character Jamie throughout the whole thing I apologise in advance but what always happens in this movie about all actors so yeah. that's fine you know that's just the way it is congratulate yourself I mean such a star that your name of your character is irrelevant yes exactly her dad's selling the old Myers house and so she's got to take a key back there and drop it off and this little kid is like oh why are you going in there that's a spook house it is a spooky house it does look spooky yeah yeah yeah. I feel the dad did a disservice there if you're handing the keys of any sort of a haunted property or any sort of a grisly property I mean come on he's an estate agent you'd think he'd be like oh this is one of those ones you know it's one of those little red mark houses you want to be careful about that come on now you know yeah, no. gotta be a bit more careful we get our first little bit of Mike Mike I'm gonna call him Mike his Mike. Th- bit of his shoulder and a bit of his heavy breathing I'm like oh no <sighs> Ugh. He's got the type of heavy breathing that implies that he's got smelly breath. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Like it hangs in the air. Like, you know, that that leave the equivalent of a breath footprint in a room for an hour after he's been there. Breath. <laughs> <laughs> It's hard to imagine Michael Myers brushing his teeth, isn't it? No, no, and as a result, he's got he's, he's got a very wet breath, Sam, is what you've got here in this movie. A very wet breath, indeed. It's not it's a damp breathing. A wet footprint. Of, ah. A breath footprint. Ah. Mike, he's just kind of standing around looking creepy. He's, like, looking into the school at, at Jamie Lee Curtis when she's studying. I, I'm going to bring this up now. We get Please. lots and lots and lots and lots of shots of Michael Myers standing there looking Mm -hmm. being creepy or being in the dark somewhere being creepy just looking and i kept finding it funny (laughs) and i think that was my problem with this is it because every time you see it you think of that limmy sketch where he's like pointing and you you think you're zoom in (laughs) and michael myers going oi (laughs) it's a lot like that he's just kind of standing there at enough of a distance so that it just looked really funny to me and his thing is he stands there you see him you look away you look back he's gone he's vanished whether that's supernatural or not is another question entirely but he can vanish in an instant i I want to ask you Mm. firstly did you recognize the iconic michael myers the mask the yeah kind of the the stature the things that he did was that like oh yeah i have seen that represented somewhere or what where was it that you recognized it from the coveralls that don't quite cover all they do cover ah. all. where have i seen it you just see it you go to fucking forbidden Mass planet shops. or something yeah, and you yeah, see yeah, it yeah, yeah. you go to the shop that was above where the cinema was in the corner house in nottingham that sold various movie merchandise you see it you go into a 40 year old man's living room you see it it's yeah. there it's, you, <laughs> you see, see a, it it's just... a limited edition figure of it you see it you see it a lot you know much like your kruger yeah yeah and your other horror villains how does he rank though in terms of like i'm just going solely here on aesthetics this is not a comment on the movie this is just the character michael myers who you 
see fuck all of in the movie. He, you hmm. see him almost as little as Arnold Schwarzenegger speaks in The Terminator. That's how scant his appearances are. When you see him, it's very rarely you see the whole Shimoli. You only get glimpses of him. Yeah. Did he have an impact for you, Sam? It's a simple character design. Yeah. Therefore, quite recognisable and striking. Whether that had an impact on me in, in any other way beyond going like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, I get it. Is it like Freddy Krueger we said, or he comes a point where something becomes so iconic it's incapable of being scary? You might as well see Darth Vader and be like, ah! <laughs> yeah, and you get the Darth Vader-esque breathing. That is true. I was thinking, I'm not going to judge this guy until he has something to say for himself. And I was waiting the whole da- damn movie. <laughs> Did you like thing. the... <laughs> Did you like the supernatural slash kind of implied, I guess, supernatural nature of his character? Because that, for me, that's what I was uh, got my teeth into uh, when I first saw this movie. So either he's got supernatural powers, or he's really tough and he can run fucking quick. Like, he's fucking quick at running out of the way and hiding. It's funny that you say that, because this character here, Michael Myers, he's the basis for a very, very, very big popular wrestler and someone who you probably would have seen when you were a kid if you watched wrestling at any point. Mm. Do you think you know who Michael Myers is, like, essentially the blueprint for in wrestling? With the mat? Oh, Kane? Yeah, he is. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, the heavy breathing, the silence, uh, silence, the kind of the even like the head tilt and the way he kind of reacts. It's a little bit of Jason Voorhees in there as right. well, I guess. But yeah, Michael Myers is a big kind of part of that. And I think it's really funny because as a kid, Kane would often disappear and you would be left wondering, is he magic or is he just really fast? <laughs> <laughs> and Kane had that tragic childhood backstory as well, didn't he? He did, yeah. yeah. Very based on that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Wrestler, wrestling superstar Kane. Michael Myers are tied in that beautiful way in the sense that someone just nicked a load of stuff and put in a wrestling character, which is what we in the wrestling world called an homage. <laughs> and you can't copyright an homage. Sometimes you just take the whole name and just give them that name as well and just go with it. <laughs> Some bullies are bullying that dweeb kid from before, telling him the, the boogeyman's coming. We're going to trip you over onto your big pumpkin that you wanted to take home. Ah, ah. Right, now, a buddy yeah. who calls his shot like that is so, like... <laughs> Come on. Because, I mean, there's going to be people like, oh, the bully, he's just doing it to be the centre of attention. Well, if he's going to be the centre of attention, he's not going to be like, hey, everyone, I'm going to do this thing and then do the thing. <laughs> like, where's the fucking surprise? If there's a pumpkin that's going to go, blah. Do you want to be like, hey, everyone, this pumpkin's about it. Do you know anything of comedy, <laughs> little boy? Anything at all? I'm not sure if they actually, like, straight up said, we're going to trip you onto Yo, your pumpkin. Yo, like, smash <laughs> your pumpkin. <laughs> but they're like, stupid pumpkin. Uh, you're rubbish. But... Again, Mike's watching this kid. Mike's driving up alongside him, looking in at the school. Eee, eee. Yeah. Don't be doing that, Michael. That's going to give people the wrong idea. I would say for the late 70s when this movie came out as well, mm. this was definitely a movie that really kind of, you know, it's a paranoid time, I guess, in the world, the late 70s particularly. You've been through the likes of, you know, you've got Vietnam War and Watergate and, you know, mm. a lot you know, a lot of tension. There were riots in some of the cities, etc. So I kind of feel like this whole perfect suburbia and then just like the guy in the car is suddenly just there and just that presence alone is so unsettling. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah. I've been watching old Twilight Zone stuff recently and they hit on that back in the 50s. But I think this is something that really, really, really is for American audience particularly I think in the 70s it's like glub 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 it is like pure hot wire to horror town USA something dark and weird coming into that suburban uh, and like you know something weird and creepy coming in yeah, to that perfect that, suburbia 
Oh, I know some of the mm. suburbs I find really, really scary. I think it's just because like I had to commute at one point. I'm like, this is so scary, and like that's. Yeah. And since then, I thought the suburbs were like, yeah, not the place I thought they were when I was a wee boy. Let's just say. I mean, David Lynch did some of that in Blue Velvet, didn't he? Like yeah. making that look kind of horrifying. Like the kind of perfection of it look yucky. So right, the Doctor lad, Donald Pleasance. He's pleasant. Pleasant. No, Pleasant is pleasant. I'm just saying he's pleasant. That was oh, he's all. pleasant. He is very pleasant. The Doctor Lad, he's found a dead mechanic with the matchbook that was in the car that Mike has nicked, right? So he's nicked the overalls off this mechanic, right? Ah. I was thinking, it's a shame, because I, I guess he had like a hospital gown or something on and had to change into, you know, semi-acceptable clothes. Not that there's anything wrong with that coveralls that I've said like they are semi-acceptable but he just needed something to wear it's a shame that it was a mechanic what if he'd have run into a baker or you know (laughs) a chef with the big hat or something or spoilers for later what if he ran into a spooky ghost and had to take their sheet and then later on in the movie, he's like backed into a corner. He's nothing left to do. He can't change into anything. It's a shame from a costuming perspective that he didn't take clothes off a, a funny, a, a clown. Oh, well, not a he's clown. He's not, not Mr. Ben, Sam. All right. He's Michael Myers. Enough of this. Okay. I do like, all right, I will say, those little bits come to me. I was mm. flabbergasted that you just accept that I loved, love, love, love Dr. Loomis and he's the best. <laughs> I do like the fact that there's this very, very slow basis of this kind of investigation that's happening in the background that's believably slow enough. You don't think that this guy is like, he's not necessarily a dunderhead. Like for an hour 30 movie, him in the background slowly getting there closer and closer and closer. You don't feel like the cavalry is coming all the time, but you do get the sense that like there's at least some force of good out there because that's what stops this movie from just being like gross slasher flick as far as I'm concerned. Mm. Is that you do have this kind of you know trying to unravel what's actually happening going on in the background and they reach a kind of this conclusion point with it somewhat you don't spend loads of time with him but every time you come back to him he's getting a little bit closer towards go, you know oh he's getting close oh. to fig- figuring out where michael Mar- i mean he's already kind of ahead of the game he's like he's gonna come back he's gonna come back to this town and he's gonna do some killings and everyone's like nah it's yeah, fine but what's holding him back it's what the sheriff refers to as fancy talk he's got that fa- <laughs> bloody english in your fancy talk he does talk fancy though he does, he, does. He, he comes out with some cracking lines speaking of cracking lines jamie and her mates after school she's forgotten her chemistry book and her little mate is just like oh who cares if you forget get your books i forget my books all the time my english book my math book what even are books anyway i've never even heard of a book books are stupid who needs books down with books books are terrible meanwhile jamie's just looking at michael myers in the distance but i love that the dialogue has to keep going so you've got this character going books are silly i don't like books here's some books that i don't like Who needs books when we got cigarettes and cushy babysitting jobs? I mean, the dialogue between most characters in this, but these characters in particular, is a little bit, you know. Oh, yeah, it's it's just, it's corny. Superfluous, I think. I don't think there's much you can read into what's being said here in these kind of interactions. It is a very focused movie. It's not concerned really with subplots or character development other than people, you know, experience this horrible disturbance in their peaceful suburban uh, Pleasantville. Yeah. So yeah, it's not got a lot, like the other characters, I don't say they have much to offer, but the purpose they're there to serve is to be like, you know, cannon fodder, for lack of a better term, I guess. Yeah. And as they're walking around, we get Mike Myers again standing next to a bush, but then he, he kind of sidesteps behind 
behind the bush. And to me, that was very funny. And now I've realised what would be even more funny is if you reverse that footage and he comes out from behind the bush, you go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh you can speed up, you can slide out. He looks like he's meant to bust a move. And like, I found this all a little bit, what am I trying to say? Not a hokey, not completely hokey, but a little bit. I mean, I imagine this is not a high budget horror film at all. And I think it's gone on to become a cult thing. This is made for apps. This is made for an absolute song, this thing. I, I remember yeah. it. That was one of the things I liked about it because, you know, I love a good thrifty movie. If you can make like a movie that has an emotional impact of those sorts and you can do it without spending millions and millions yeah. and millions of dollars, I think that's a fantastic thing. But some of the, the ADR, the dialogue kind of dubbed over it is a bit loosey goosey. For me, like, it's the 70s. So, like, that gets a fucking you clear let pass for me. Like, you All know? Right, but, okay. So, while they're walking around, it's a nice, bright, sunny day. Jamie gets bumped into by the cop dad of one of her friends. I love this name, Sheriff Brackett. I don't know why. <laughs> Sheriff Brackett. The Sheriff Brackett, and, you know, he's the dad. And I'll tell you what, Kevin, I blame the parentheses. Because that's a t- that's the hey, bracket. very good there now. It doesn't. Hey, it do- well, the, uh, the way that he uh, jumps up and scares Laurie here, I thought he was a square bracket. <laughs> if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, right, bright sunny day. She bumps into him. Once she walks off, it's rainy and there's rain on the ground and. Come on, come on. We need a little bit of continuity. It's literally right, sodden I, on the floor. I have never noticed uh, that. Go back this, and watch that. I've watched this movie like 20 times. I've never noticed that. Before when she's walking around and she's, you know, talking about the books, bright sunny day, she bumps into him. Next bit, when she's still walking, it is wet. There's rain on the floor. It's like soaking wet everywhere. It's like a rainy day. Never, never noticed. Maybe I'm That's being a little so, bit too... Uh, no, you, you notice stuff, though. I'm so so oblivious to stuff like that like unless i'm sitting down to watch something and you're like it's directed by an absolute moron i'll be looking out but otherwise i will never notice i'm not going to go through every single time michael myers stands somewhere and then disappears yeah there's that noise (laughs) while jamie's kind of freaks out she gets a phone call with weird noises but it's just her friend chewing oh you could fucking smell that breath down the line if it was mike myers you know that it'd be wafting out with the receiver but her friend has called her while chewing i i'm not buying that i i buy picking up the phone while chewing you and i come from a time where if you're gonna call someone it's almost come full circle because i'm pretty sure like way back in the turn of the century when they first had phones it's like we're going to arrange to ring the phone and the person will be arranged to pick it up that's kind of like how i use my phone now i won't just pick it up willy-nilly it's gonna be like all right everyone i'm going to use the phone back in the 70s though you just pick it up to breathe because that's the only way to talk to anyone sam and you had to talk because there were films now the phone was truly the whatsapp of it's time absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. you know the only people who were listening on that was not tech companies just nosy neighbors <laughs> tech companies what if nosy neighbors became all powerful <laughs> oh god oh you wouldn't want to be living next to zuckerberg would you imagine the stuff he'd be nosing about it's yeah. as soon as you said imagine living next to zuckerberg i just imagined myself looking into a window and seeing him in that white face paint going, <laughs> oh! <laughs> 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 
still on a, on a surfboard, but yeah. just in, in his own house. <laughs> a much scarier horror villain than Michael Myers. Dr. Man, he's doing his investigations. He's going to the grave of Michael Myers' mum and dad. And he's got a little graveyard bloke with a nice denim jacket just saying, oh, don't worry about it, mate. There's children who murder in every town. But just the other day I was in some town and there was a child who murdered his fan. And he's like, no, shut up. Let's have a look at this grave. Oh, what happened to that child, you said? <laughs> Nah, doesn't matter. It's, it's, nah. Nah. Mike's sister's grave has been dug up, and so you think, well, is what's he going to do, Sam? Build a cage out of her bones? Oh no, it's not that the grave's been dug up, is it? Because uh, I thought when I saw it, there's like a hole in the ground. I'm like, his sister must have been tiny. <laughs> this little divot. <laughs> but it's, he's removed the t- the tombstone, the gravestone. Yeah. He's taken that out. That's what's happened. I thought the grave had been dug up, and I was trying to be like, is he just? Dug up a bit of it and just like got got a bit, but he's take he's taken the tombstone and at that point I was like, oh, I'm scared of this guy. But on the radio in the car with the girls, don't fear the reaper. Uh, sorry, more like we cut back to delinquent teens smoking drugs. Yeah, listen to the music of the devil. <laughs> That's how uh, Loomis would describe what was happening there. <laughs> it's that, that kind of language that, you know. They're literally a cult of blue oysters. It's a dead devil worship. They're smoking a doobie while driving and listening to rock music. I'm not happy with that at all. Especially when one of them has got a cop dad, Sheriff Brackett, who's just around the corner. Just around the corner, and it turns out that they've only jacked the hardware store and some bits have been stolen there. They roll down the window and, uh, oh, Sheriff doesn't want to talk very much. I guess that makes him a closed bracket. Thank you very much. That is all of my operations for tonight. Make sure you thank your mathematician. Thank you. He's saying that someone (laughs) broke into the hardware store. And, oh, it's bloody kids. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, all they stole was masks, rope, and knives. So it can't be anything serious. Um, wait wait a minute, Sheriff. Well, yeah, maybe Sheriff. I just, hypothetically, maybe someone puts on a mask, ties someone up and stabs them. That's a possibility. Sheriff of the police. You can't just be like, ah, just some kids nicking some rope, masks, and knives, and that's fine. All right, you know what they need to do? They need to remove the brackets here. Because <laughs> or deal with the brackets first, as is as Bemdas slash Bombdas told us to back in school. Is this a maths? <laughs> it's, it's a maths yeah. thing, Sam, yes. And I'm fucking delighted if you can't tell. <laughs> hey, I want to point out, because I've slagged off some not great movie-making stuff going on here with some continuity, but there's a shot of Jamie Lee Curtis and her mate driving around during that kind of golden hour as the sun's coming down, the sun's setting, and it's it just looks really good. They're just in the car, driving around with the sunset coming down. It just looks great. It's odd, though, all you're harping on about continuity errors, and yes, yeah. I there was a continuity of me enjoying this movie for the full 90 minutes. I don't understand. That's... No, no errors spotted, mate. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And so, two of our favourite characters from this, Bracket Loomis, they're teaming up. They're getting together now to go and look at the old house and just have a look at it. Is that what they're doing? They're just going, we'll just check it out in case he's hiding he in says, there. This is what's going to happen. Something's going to happen in the house. And the sheriff's like, I don't want to stay in the bushes all night. I want to go and, you know, upset all these rowdy teens and ruin their Halloween. Yeah. And so, yeah, they are together. They're waiting. But he's letting them know that he's had just about enough of this fancy talk. Yeah. <laughs> 
just about enough. Less fancy talk, more fancy action. And actually, literally, right after, he's like, all right, no more of this fancy talk. He's like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's fine. Can I tell you, though, about the evil I saw on this boy's eyes? Yes. <laughs> the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes, what was living behind those eyes was purely and simply evil. And that's it for fancy talk from me. I just needed to get that out of my system. Thank you very much, Sheriff Brackett. Oh, what's this? It's time to clock on in the babysitting factory. Oh, it's back in the gory days with good wages for this. Let's clock on, sit down, watch a movie, eat food, read comic books. Oh, sorry, no, we do have to also carve a pumpkin, which is legitimately fun. Yes. As demonstrated by Halloween activities of years past. Also, I just want to point out, in that last sequence in the house, I got my first proper scare that I went, oh, because something smashed through the window as they were looking around. There's a little silent bit, and then something went ksh, through the window. It just something fell in. It wasn't. Me. I don't even go, think Ooh. it was Michael. I went, oh, oh, hey, and it just it, went, it got oh. me a little bit. And then you went, I don't even think it was Michael. <laughs> that wasn't Michael. That was not Michael. No. Yeah, the, the babysitting routine looks pretty damn sweet. The comic books being read, Laser Man, Neutron Man tarantula man i mean so how these haven't been developed into blockbuster movie franchises i will never know i mean probably what happened was there was some up-and-coming comic book artist who had all these great ideas and then they saw this movie like damn it for fuck's sake <laughs> back to the draw and that person's name was uh, stan lee <laughs> kubrick what what big twist Big, big twist. twist. Big, bigger Halloween twist than baby. Big killer bigger <laughs> child. Yeah, the babysitter stuff going on. All these girls are ringing around to each other. There's a dog barking. The little kid thinks he's seen the boogeyman. He has seen the boogeyman, though. He's seen the boogie. Is it boogeyman? Bogeyman. Boogie. Bogeyman. Boogie. Boogie. No, what, what bogeyman the boggy is man. <laughs> When a surfer dude is working radar in like in a war scenario, like there's a boogeyman. Like that's 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 what that is. Boogeyman, right. I believe, is this scary. Yeah. Yeah. And a booger man is just you don't want to know about that. No, no, no. So Mark Zuckerberg on his little uh board in the water, he's a boogeyman because he's on a boogie board, just doing a bit of boogieing. <laughs> I see what you're saying. He's like, ah, the boogeyman is genuinely frightening. Genuinely um, frightening. Yeah, he thinks he's seen the boogeyman. The boogeyman. Was that mm. a thing? Was that a thing like when you were growing up? Was that something which you were like like did you get a pamphlet like your child and the boogeyman? Like you know, that's no. kind of like can prep you. Was that something that was ever used as a term around the house? What is it? I only ever heard that in American cartoons or films and stuff. I ne- I never really encountered boogeyman as a thing over here. I'm pretty here. sure it was used as a kind of a playful like, ooh, the boogeyman like, or, right. you know, oh, if it's yeah, a silly yeah. noise you hear. Yeah, oh yeah, that. Yeah, it must you know, be the boogeyman. Was, but I, it was a joyful thing, the boogeyman, you know, this mm. this child here being so <laughs> scared is such a silly term. <laughs> right. like, uh, maybe it's another boogeyman. He's a funny guy. He's a funny guy, is what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, boogeyman's coming. Hey! He's oh, boogie boogie in the house! <laughs> no, not like this. Not the sort of boogeyman who's looking in through the window at a teenager taking her clothes off which is what bloody Mike's doing here he's looking in at Jamie's mate across the street so yeah he is across the street there the boogeyman and he is mm. there he's leering around he's breathing like an unethically bred dog <sighs> but that's only because he's after killing a dog as well now yeah. he's, he's all hyped up and he used to stare at people and breathe even more heavily yeah. the dog death just made me sad Jamie's mate was like oh this dog keeps barking I wish it would shut 
shut up. And then Mike goes and shuts it up. But no, oh, little little doggy. Or big so that's your first R of the movie. So you've had a oh. and an R. My next thing was a oh, they're watching the thing. They're watching the thing, which has not come out yet, right? If you remember, I'm pretty sure I told you in the episode, the thing was technically a remake of a movie from the 50s where they find a UFO in the ice. And what's really cool about it is that awesome, iconic title that we raved about in in that episode, which is he did by burning bin bags, I believe, and and, and just shining a light behind it and then filming it in (laughs) slow-mo. But that is the same sequence, the same title as in the 50s The Thing, which I think is really cool. I like that That because it's rare that the font for something that's an old 50s, like, there's an alien, you know, that type of a scary movie Mm. and the horror show that was the allegedly three star wipe movie The Thing. (laughs) It is pretty cool that there's that kind of, you know, commonality between them. I am worried now you're going to encourage our listeners to go out and burn bin bags in the hope that it will come out it will come out with a title sequence that looks like this because I was No, you have to like we on it to say the thing first in perfect lettering. And then burn the we. And then burn the we. Yeah, they're watching the thing. Again I kept finding shots of Michael Myers too funny. There's a bit where Jamie's mate is like trapped in a laundry room and the kids in the house too busy watching telly to notice. But then she eventually gets sent to go and get her. And so now they move all the children over to one house. Yes, all the children, children move in because one house. Annie basically finds out that she's got a hot date. So she's mm. like, I'm going to leave this kid, this little girl over with Laurie. And Laurie, the whole thing is that she's like, they keep calling her the girl scout because she's, you know, always very well prepared and whatnot. But yeah. also she's considered to be the dull one of the group, the bookish one, the person who's not going to go out. And she's like, she gets set up on this date and she's like, oh, don't, don't do that. There's that thing before where they're like, oh, I forgot my chemistry book. She actually cares about books. Unlike these other girls who are like, I hate books. Books they don't even, even exist. Books what, even what, are, is a book? what even yeah, is yeah. a book? Yeah. <laughs> Now, I was wondering if it's against some sort of a babysitter code to, like, mm. you know, redistribute the children like this. <laughs> I feel like that's not on, but sure, okay, it was, a, it was a different time. You could just kind of... It's like the thing with the fox and the seed and the, and the grain and, and the, the grain. And you have to try and move the children to one house so that you can get off with your mate in the house. Not get I off mean, with I'm pretty sure there is a different version of those rules or the answer to that riddle when Mike Myers is there on one side and you're trying to transport <laughs> the grain. He's there. Looking quite funny. Oh, now he is kind of funny, isn't he? Yeah, and so now we've got Annie, I think. Yeah, Annie gets in the car. Yeah. And, okay, one thing I will say, which is kind of silly, and I I think we're going to have to put a disclaimer at the start of this episode because we're talking so flippantly about murder. Mm. But the murders are quite, the murders do, like, it's something that made me laugh as a kid, and it makes me laugh still. Because Kevin. the acting when they die is hilarious. Oh, they're gurning. <laughs> oh, no. Like they, I've been they, murdered. <laughs> they are reacting to being murdered how most people reacted to being gunged at the Nickelodeon Kids' yes. Choice Award. Like, yes, yes, yes. No. <laughs> and at the end, like, a, all right, you got me, guys. <laughs> I mean, the murders, well, they're all kind of silly. Oh, they are. No, they are. They're all very silly. And they get sillier because this is, and I can't believe I have to say this, this is the murder that attempts least to be sexy compared to the others, which try 
increasingly more difficult to be sexy. And I will say, mm. you're working up against it there now when you're trying to make the murder of someone appear sexy. It is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, but you know what? I'm at the point here when I watch movies like this and go, I'm actually, I'd rather that it is kind of silly and mm. ridiculous because I didn't know how much I'd enjoy this movie if I was seeing very realistic, very graphic yeah. murders of young women in states of undress. I don't know if that would be my jam, quite frankly. In terms of the like depiction of murder here, we'll get into the other ones. There's not that much graphic violence really or much that's gore. using that music again to give you that yeah. like and that's the other thing it's counting on you seeing it and being just in a mild state of shock of some sort yeah, yeah. and then to amplify it with the like it is so much of the music there i think that's pretty evident that john carpenter when you're doing the directing and the music this movie is a lot more scary seeming than it probably has any rights to be than any mm. other like, kind of slasher movie from the 70s what a seemingly basic plot i think he gets because of the music extra scare points but that being said i've watched this movie so many times i just i have this memory of being like in a really dark room super late at night watching this and being scared because you know i watched it on halloween and all that jazz you know i guess it's the jaws <laughs> principle of being a bit sparing with your actual villain and also that in this case like actual violence that there's not yeah. You know, don't go too far into it. Just kind of use what else you have. It's not a gory movie, but it's not a no. gory movie. No. no. For ostensibly a slasher, there's not that much slashing, which I, I don't mind. That's I mean, they good call it a slasher. At most, it's a slitter of a movie because there are, like, some thin lines of blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they've been attacked in JoJo's Bizarre Adventures, and there's these very thin red lines appear now and then. So we're going to call this a slitter, I believe. So Dr. Man... He's now the one, weirdly, standing behind bushes and scaring away children. Because he's outside the Myers house and there's some kids trying to come in. And he's like, oi, fuck off. <laughs> they all... Yeah, he tries to sound like kind of a tough American and he's like, hey... What you doing in my place, boy? And the and he looks like, oh, kind no. of proud of himself after he's done it. He's like, does a little smile. I've observed these Americans for many years and learnt their ways. And then the sheriff comes back and he's saying something like, "Death has come to your town, sheriff, and it's whether what you choose to deal with it." What did we say about the fancy, fancy talk? talk. Oh. And now we've got one babysitter murdered, and we've got another one coming in to sneak into the house with her boyfriend. These are literally running around, going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're sneaking around. <laughs> We're going to have sex now. Sneaking into a house. But there's nobody there. It's dark. This boyfriend lad looks a little bit like Mark Hamill. <laughs> I tell you what, it was our mildest voyeurism yet on the episode when they were making out while there was a jack-o'-lantern watching. And it made me realise, I don't think I'd be comfortable at any degree no. of, of that if there was a jack-o'-lantern in the room. Maybe that's because the only jack-o'-lantern I've made looks like my dad. I don't know. That's really <laughs> worse probably yeah they're having intimate bedroom time and there is a, a full-on lit jack-o'-lantern on the bedside table in the bedroom just looking at them but they're distracted enough by what's going on that when a kind of sh shadowy figure enters the room they don't notice the lad gets sent off to get post-coital beer in the dark i would have popped the lights on but he goes down in the dark and mike myers one big stab to this guy one big stab zup pinning him up to the door like oh and he's like now on the door he's like pinned to the door i tell you what another cool shot the silhouette of the two that like kind of side on of both of them yes Mike yes. Myers kind of tilting his neck and just staring at this guy as he's 
dead or dying. Oh, I love, I love that. He's so fucking weird. That was creepy. Yeah, it's creepy, right? Yeah, that was creepy. You gotta give it that little bit of extra sprinkle of, of forgiveness because of when the movie came out. That's all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, you know? no, I know. Now that that creepiness, that kind of oh god, this guy's weird. It kind of um, not ruined. Not subverted, <laughs> not chained by the fact that the idea of Michael Myers dressing up as a ghost and putting the boyfriend's glasses over the sheet that he's got. I mean, that is funny. Thinking about him doing that. You had already thought of him a figure of he's comedy. A figure there of was fun. no yeah. there was no way he made you laugh every time you see him at this uh, point. Obviously him yeah. in a sheet looking like a cute ghost. I mean, I thought it was a bold move to spook her to death after stabbing all of his <laughs> other victims, but you know, he's got many messages. That's why he's a scary classic Hollywood ghoul. And he's just standing there not saying anything. She's like, well, have you got my beer? What are you doing, mate? Ah, and he's not saying anything. Oh, no, I'm being murdered. Ah, ah, no. And you know what as well? I think a murder is one of the least sexy things there is. And I'll go on record for that, folks, right? <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know, I'm going to leave the politics out of it, and I'm going to say, it needs needs to be said, hey, don't push the cancel button just yet, yeah? Your word's not mine, mate. Uh, That's that's your hill to die on, all right? But they managed, even with murder being the least sexy thing there is, they managed to make it less sexy by trying to make it sexy. Does that make sense? The only thing less sexy than a murder is a sexy murder. That is the least sexy thing there is. Yeah, it felt very odd. I mean, so we've got Mike Myers choking this girl whose breasts are exposed, and she's going to you, big ah, dirty freak, dying. Ah. And I mean, we can touch on the whole the horror movie trope that has, I think, spun off from this of sexual just sex of any kind Sla- no slasher movies and sex because it's always like sexy teens making out and getting stabbed and you've got this Friday the 13th sexuality yeah. yeah we also saw it in Nightmare on Elm Street as mm. well obviously it's absolutely of the time yeah and this is not the first movie to do it nor I'm sure it was the last and I'm sure you know what it absolutely was a selling point as well when they were saying this movie like and the sexy teens will get killed right like yes yeah. oh, what are we waiting for <laughs> Which, I mean, that obviously has its difficulties and problems with it. And that murder in particular is just murderous kind of titillation. Titillation, like a, yeah. 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 That felt whatever the equivalent of on the nose is for whatever that scene. It's like, oh, okay, guys, we get gratuitous. it. Gratuitous. That's gratuitous. the word. There we Thank go. Thank you. Give me a gratuity for letting you know what that was. It was that. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> there we go very much. <laughs> So the doctor has found the car, you know, the car that Mike's been driving around. He's, he's uh, seen yes. that car. And we're like, okay, what's going on here? He's seen those boosted wheels before. Yeah. Uh, and so we're back to Jamie, who's off to figure out what's happened to... Now, the teenagers who just got murdered, right? Yeah. They're called Bob and Linda. Now, I know it's the 70s. I know it's the late 70s, but those are still the oldest teenager names ever. <laughs> The thing, though, right? This is like the seventies or whatever. So they're all like old now. So if you imagine, you imagine them, they have to come from somewhere, don't they? They don't just fucking sprout. You just imagine that old people are always old, and they've always forever been old. But Bob and Linda would have been sneaking around. Forever old. I wanna be forever old. 
Hey, Kevin, these two won't be forever old because they're dead. But Jamie's off to investigate what's gone on. Loads of, like, quite a long thing of Jamie Lee Curtis wandering around a, a dark house. Oh, you know what? Actually, I take back what I said earlier about it. it doesn't matter what you call them because, you know, they're a great actor and all that. So it's Jamie. I, yeah, yeah, go ahead, call her Jamie. He says, like, an idiot. And I got my, my best line I prepared, my best prepared okay. remark. Yeah, yeah. Because she's called Laurie. Yeah. And I said, Laurie goes Loken. L-A-U-K-I-N-G. Look, looking. Laurie. Lo-lor-looking. Locking. Looking. Yeah. Yeah, no, I like it. L-A-U-K-I-N-G. It look, it's a funny <laughs> word when it, you look at the letters all together. It's like, what's going on here? We'll put it up on the social. Uh, people can look at the spelling of it and then we can yeah i'm really glad we switched to a scripted format i think it's, it's worked a lot better for us i'm glad i took the suggestions of the people who said we've been doing it all along i think that it has worked well for my brand of comedy <laughs> so laurie's like looking around and hey! she uh, <laughs> she sees mike myers's sister's gravestone with her dead mate on the bed with the gravestone at the top of it. And then we get Bob and Linda popping up, falling out of cupboards and shit. Did it make you go blue when she opened up the cupboard and he swung down? Because that, that <laughs> so, I down. remember that freaking me out when I saw that. There was a little bit of, oh, hey, oh, stop it, Bob. Get back up there. So it basically made you react like a bus you thought was yours was coming, but it turned out to be another bus that you would use on a different day. <laughs> what? Hey, oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. It's the what? Wait a minute, is that my bus? Hey, oh, it's uh, the bus oh. I would not take today. You want to wish it well. It goes by, you're wishing it well on its journey there. And I, I turned around to the people behind me and I said, sorry, I'm not actually, Do you, are you getting this? I can put my, I, I can put my hand out for that. You get, you get. I'm not getting. I thought it was wrong, wrong one. So Jamie and we established this in the priest world and for True Lies. She's doing some really good, so like scared and sad noises. The kind of combination of just being hopeless and terrified at the same time. This is not me having a pop. I love her performance in this. I think Mm -hmm. she plays that kind of overwhelmed by fear very, very well. Yeah. But some of her, you know, in South Park, the character Butters, when he's kind of nervous, he goes, (laughs) 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 you know that? She she was doing a little bit of that. that. And that was my fault for recognising that. We get some actual slashing. We get a little slash across the arm. She gets slashed in the arm by Michael. Then takes a serious bump over the banister and down the stairs. Oh, uh, S&T, the old slash and tumble. It's horrible because Michael Myers kind of has... He's not said they got supernatural strength, but he's got strength that is... It's very scary. It's 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 yes. of a large enough amount that you would be terrified if you were being pursued by someone with such a power at their disposal. Pure and simply evil, this guy. There's a bit where Jamie is trying to get away. She can't get out of a door because there's a rake blocking it. And I feel like oh. she was sort of... She couldn't get out of that door in the same way that a wrestler can't reach the the title on the top of the ladder match thing because <laughs> the other guy hasn't come up yet so, uh, uh, and then when she needs to go she she can she can go oh this bit here now when she's out she gets out of the house and she mm. starts running around the street this is the bit that scared me probably the most when i first saw the movie because yeah the idea of running around a place where there are houses everywhere and you think you just go out and scream like there is this kind of ignorant assumption i think particularly when you're younger that like you just go out and go ah and then all of a sudden come and on and it will be like what's going on here yeah. and when she's screaming and pounding on the door like the lights go off and it's ah 
God, that's like so, Halloween. It's yeah, Halloween. it's so goddamn. Oh, uh, I don't want that to happen. Look, on Halloween night, if I heard screaming and banging at the door, I'd think, oh, kids, turn the lights off, pretend we're not in. I'd think that. And it could be Jamie Lee Curtis out there, you know, and uh, she's famous. <laughs> so, but yeah, she's desperately trying to get back into the house with the kids to get away from Mike Myers, Michael Myers. She's got the needle there, the knitting needle. Oh, yeah. So she... What's wrong, so, Sam? Uh, right. Michael Myers, as a murderer, is a little bit bumbling, kind of. I know you're saying he's got superhuman strength and he's amazing, but like... Well, I, I wasn't amazing. I didn't sound common you're, you're amazing. You're saying he's like a superhero and he's your, he's your best mate and you love him. And like, <laughs> okay, great. But um... <laughs> Your words, not mine. <laughs> But she like, she, yeah, she gets him with a knitting needle, and then yeah, yeah. He, he drops the knife, and she gets the knife. What's this charge of bumbling then? What is it? He gets oh, sorry, he gets stabbed with a knitting needle, and all of a sudden he's a klutz. What's going on? I here? don't know. Well, here I counterpoint to you. And yeah. They say this. He's been since he was a little boy. He's been in this high security mental hospital yeah. under lock and key, where he is probably. Not as coordinated as you or I with our dexterous fingers and our dual shock controllers. <laughs> he's just, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like he's not doing a great job here towards the end. He doesn't come across as a real threat to me. I don't he know. He doesn't what stick I... the landing, is that it, Sam? No. And also, Jamie Lee Curtis, when she's got him with the knitting needle, he's down. She leaves the knife on the floor. I'm like, she picks it up, she's got it. Drops it again. I'm like, fuck, fuck's sake. You can't kill the boogeyman, so you can't, sure can't as they kill him. say. Meanwhile, in the background, Doctor and Bracket, they've figured out where Mike Myers is, so off they're coming, but we don't know when. when. pokes him in the eye with the coat hanger. I like this. This is like that, <laughs> the, the Girl Scout intuition is coming in here. She makes a tool, you know? Gonna get a badge for that. So that bit, hiding in the closet, MacGyver in a stabby thing out of a coat hanger while Mike's outside of the closet just shaking it like I, oh, I need to get in here and those on. are the moments when they they always said earlier the music stopping like that's the, when she does the, the needle stab yeah. and when she stabs him in the eye as well the music just stops and it stops in that very much you're alright now it's a-okay and, and you know jump scares are one thing but I like it not just being a loud scare or whatever mm. it's, it's the fact that they prep you for the kind of the scare as opposed to the scare itself is this big thing well, I'm saying this to a man who was absolutely not scared by this no and so there's a, a thing i wrote in my notes here that the music is good and there was some music used throughout some of these bits where mike's got to be scary but i was wondering whether i i'm not sure if it's the right kind of tense or the right level of tense i just wasn't yeah. filled with that tension in that i i can recognize that the music is good mm. i don't know if it's sacrilege for me to be like it doesn't build that tension or it, it doesn't didn't work for you it didn't work for you I don't know. Fine, it just yeah? didn't it just didn't and they were talking about the use of silence and stuff but i think i don't know the, the scares the tension never really properly sold itself to me yeah in this no, you film. definitely have, have given the impression it. that it like it didn't do its job in that sense it did no. not make you scared of this guy for whatever reason i can totally see it. it's not unreasonable though you know i think that i wasn't scared either but for very different reasons yeah. i think you know i wasn't scared because i was so scared many many moons ago when she gets him with the coat hanger i was just thinking he's a bit shit he's, he is a bit Aww. he's a bit shit he's not great at this and look Aww. it's just a lot you have me feeling to... sorry for him now i know and he's been in that he's only got the mind of a child Leave high him alone, security hospital so, yeah he 
can't say anything. He doesn't chat. I mean, as he he must have said stuff as a child before, and that that will have been explored in sequels. I imagine like what Michael Myers might have said as a kid. He's got to have said something, and I'm sure he will say something later on in sequels to this. But that's by the by. Yeah. So Jamie, she's sending the kids outside, which is a brave move to go and get a neighbor to call the cops. And thankfully, Loomis is there, noticing kids running and screaming, and uses his intuition to think, right, the bad stuff's going on in that house i'm gonna go in there and see what's up so it's like the third comeback of mike myers and he gets shot not one not two not three not four not five but six times mm. he gets the old rasputin special it's like now, 50 cents that, he, he does get briefly unmasked and yes, he's like very and briefly back on. that do anything for you did it make you go ah nothing 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 so i think the is he has such a weirdly innocent like disturbed normal, face well not normal normally normal plain man's <laughs> face oh, what a good looking lad what a, what a nice fella no, it, just, it just didn't uh, i thought there was gonna be some sort of big ah uh, oh, wow but there's no that reveal also i don't know if i know sold it or if it no sold itself to me but that didn't really do anything for me seeing his face and yeah he's been shot off a balcony lands outside but wouldn't you know it kids gone again was that the boogeyman as a matter of fact it was and yeah i quite like the montage of places at the end where you just hear the fucks don't 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 pity me in my movie i like all right i didn't hate it i just thought it was fine it was okay we do an episode of cinema swirl and at the end if, if it was a comedy and you didn't laugh and it's a horror movie and you weren't scared you know and it is an action movie you didn't go what you didn't like attempt to fist pump the air well then something's gone wrong hasn't it yeah i'm just trying to think about like what about this was it wasn't scary it seems remarkable or stood out to me but it's all stuff like it's all it's nothing here you hadn't i guess i this seen some of this before yeah this seems to me like the equivalent of like going somewhere and getting like the best pasta and tomato sauce but it's very 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 you know it's just pasta and tomato sauce you know it's maybe really nice handmade pasta and it's the inspiration for all these other great pastas whoa, that, that come that sounds pretty but, scary to me actually that's uh, whoa, whoa. Yeah, <laughs> but i just kind of feel what color is that these, sauce <laughs> these like kind of that. like uh pre-genitor type movies that is yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. a world which is these type of movies that spawn so many other movies from them <laughs> That is something I think we've come up with a few times. Yeah. And yet, yeah. I felt when we watched something like Citizen Kane, it was so old, it immediately became like super impressive if he yeah. much scratched himself. It's like, he did it in the fucking 20s. Oh my God. Whereas mm. 1978 seems to be just about the cutoff point for this being impressive in any way for you. It was just, uh, it will. Because I feel like the Warriors, because the Warriors, it's t- when it, like if, you, if we watched the Warriors, I told you it came out in like 1991, you would have probably given it a star wipe rate and less, I would have thought. I'm not because, sure about that. No, it's the time didn't kind of go, wow, this came out before all this other stuff and it's so influential. I feel like I'm fishing for compliments on the movie's behalf and that's not my job here. Music was good. The performances were all right. They were, they were fine. Mm? the character is interesting where would you rank him with some of the other scary characters we've seen your Hannibal Lecters your Freddy Karugers your Gremlins etc how would you uh, how would you rank him as a Hollywood ghoul less scary than those you've listed I think 
Less scary well, than the gremlins. I, mm, I mean, no, they're pretty fucking scary in fairness. They are scary, yeah. And they're kind of yeah. gross and freaky. And they're, oh, yeah. and you at home, stop fucking sneering. Yeah? We're allowed to be scared of gremlins. They're scary. I don't want this to just be like, I wasn't scared, so it doesn't count. Like, that's not, I was going to say, that's not what a horror movie has to be. It kind of fucking is. But were you entertained? Were you bored? <laughs> like, it was an hour and a half long. Not a very long movie. A little bit. Were you? You were a restless? Little a little bit, a uh, little bit of time, now. but I was like, oh, he's going to murder another babysitter. They're going to get a bit closer. You know, the doctor in bracket are going to... and then Just so everyone at home knows, and I feel it should be pointed out, I had a proper go here trying to, to make him like it. I, re- I really did try. I really tried so hard. That opening to, to sequence? To the detriment of the review, I might say. And I did that for ye, not, not me, ye. <laughs> That opening sequence, right? With the <laughs> point of view thing, and then the twist is that it's a kid. Fucking hell, that was good. That yep. almost bumps it up. And like, was that's... it all downhill from there, pretty much? Kind of. Yeah. Jesus, it was on now. I think there is something there where you're saying, like, it's familiar, and it almost felt formulaic and a bit boring because it, it might have set the template. And because I'm now seeing that template be changed and moved around, and people subvert it and change things about it, to see the original kind of unaltered. Mm. It's a blueprint of sorts, isn't yes. it? You know, could seem a little bit uninteresting for me. Does its low budget charm give it anything in the way of an extra uh, credit or praise? It doesn't seem like that's a thing for you, I guess. So I like the fact that the director did the music as well. He gets two checks that way. I didn't like the fact that the continuity was not great. Our, okay, look, I need to say it right now because I know <laughs> what's I know what's coming, and it's not good news. And I I kind of sense it was good. No, 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 because if we ever had the thing is at three star wipes and i don't think you like this as much as you like the thing not by a fucking not by a yard right i just have to say i feel like i'm doing john carpenter dirty on this podcast suddenly i don't think i've ever had this on this show where i feel like i've swung and missed out now and there has to be a way for sam to like the fucking weirdo director who does cool sci-fi stuff and plays the synthesizer he's got a lot of films how have we fucked this up? Like, what's going on? Hey, now, there's a thing. There's a factor here. It was a lovely day. I watched That's it. That's true. Of I, a lovely watched evening. I watched we this. I watched this in March. Ha- <laughs> half eight in the morning in the middle of March, and it was a beautiful day, might I add. But if ever there was a spooky film to not watch at Halloween yeah. for Spooky Swirl, I, admittedly, the temptation of it being funny that we're doing Halloween not on Halloween was too much. But we maybe missed a trick there, and maybe I missed some of the impact of it, but I'm not sure. I think maybe as a, as a teen, this that's might have scared not, me more. That's not enough to scare us. And like, this you could know. be a thing where, you know, we've had this before. Where I'm like, oh, I didn't really get it now, but I imagine if I watched it when I was younger, ah, when everyone that's, watched that's it. That's true. That, yeah. yeah. You were a teen, maybe, and you're watching this late at night on I'm Halloween. Old now. Someone, that's the thing. What, what This movie for me it was kind of like that, oh, it's this one, you know, yeah. and you're going to watch it on Halloween. Oh, you know, there was hype there. Mm. And I don't feel like a priest world necessarily was a sufficient hype in March to get you in a. But, like, hey, you should be able to appreciate a movie without buffs, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. And I just... Rip, I, rip the band-aid off. Go on, go I on. didn't... Look, well, what, you were saying that it seemed like I don't like this as much as I liked the thing and I gave even the thing though you three. were probably more upset during the thing but that's because the thing was genuinely more upsetting it made you feel uneasy and it was mm. gross 
And you particularly remember the stop motion thing. That's where we started yeah. finding out about yeah, that. Yeah, 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 and yeah. so you were feeling all sorts of bad. And that's good for a horror movie. You're just fucking ambivalent here now. <sighs> Go on. Um, right, what, you, what you might have done now is you might have bumped me down. I spent an hour and a half nearly trying to hype this movie up to little or no avail. So I, I don't want... The, this is the thing I'm very proud in this podcast about like me trying to shine up a movie after you've had a bad <laughs> gut reaction. And I tried. I spit shined as much yeah. as i could but you know spit will only get you so far and look i, I was taken in a little bit but i want i wanted to stick to my guns and be what? like this is what i thought and this is what i still feel so maybe it's not a three i don't think it's a two fuck the rules man two and a half star wipes you heard it here first Oh, thanks for listening to another episode of Cinema Swell. This episode was produced by Kevin, edited by me, Sam, and I also did the music. If you want to support the show, then patreon.com forward slash cinema swell is the way to go. If you want to follow us on the socials, we're at cinema swell on Twitter and facebook.com forward slash cinema swell on Facebook, which is where our votes for episodes take place. If you've got questions, queries, comments, or anything else for the mailbag, then send it on over to cinemaswirl at gmail.com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. Please do keep recommending the show to your friends if you think they'll like it, or even if you don't think they'll like it, just recommend it anyway. Oh, and if there are any bits in recent episodes that you think would make particularly nice video clips, you know, the kind of thing we've had on our socials recently, then send us a tweet and let us know. All right, we'll see you next time. Cheers, bye. Right, to follow. <laughs> That's in the extras. I, I enjoyed that.